All right, we are here with another Five with Danny. Today we're going to talk about something eh, that's really, really important, really probably misunderstood, maybe one of the most misunderstood things of one of our new innovations in underwriting. It's called graduated underwriting, and Danny's going to make it all clear because we need Five with Danny. Five with Danny. It's all you need. That's right. It's all we need. And all we need is to understand, Danny, what is graduated underwriting? Are you ready to give us a good five minutes on graduated underwriting and how this can help and merchants merchants and partners can help merchants understand it? Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. It's all yours. Graduated underwriting. Uh, not as, uh, as much of an exciting topic as we've been talking about lately with all the promotions, but it's definitely important. Um, and it's actually something really cool that uh, our underwriters have been able to put it put together and implement. Um, but it does require us to pay attention a little bit more as accounts are approved, right? So basically what it is, is it's, it's a way for us to get deals approved faster, um, especially some deals that may be considered higher risk by a couple different factors. That could be the merchant category code associated with that type of merchant based on the products that they sell. That could be the credit score of the owner or the ticket sizes and monthly volumes that the merchant's asking for or requesting on the application. So a few different triggering points that could cause an account go into this, what we call graduated underwriting. Graduated underwriting, like I said, is intended to get an account approved, um, but sometimes it can be approved with different parameters than what was requested on the application. And this can go both ways. We've seen applications approved at higher parameters than what was requested. This is usually the case of it's a long-term business. They've been in business for 10, 20, 30 years. Um, merchants got great credit and it's a lower risk business, right? Mostly retail, restaurant, brick and mortar, established businesses could qualify into this category where, for example, they were or they were submitted with a $20,000 monthly volume and a $5,000 high ticket. Well, we went ahead and moved them into graduated underwriting and approved them at a $50,000 monthly volume and a $10,000 high ticket. That means we're comfortable with that business to that point, went ahead and approved them at them parameters, and that way they're never going to deal with the risk issue. Now, it can also go the other way. Let's say, for example, you sign up an online e-commerce merchant and you've requested $250,000 in monthly volume and a $10,000 high transaction. Um, that alone is going to put it into the medium to higher risk category. Usually we're going to need supporting documents, right? Something to say, hey, the merchant not only has the liquidity to support these transactions if they were to get a chargeback, but also they have a history of doing this volume. This makes sense why they're asking for this amount. And they also have little to no chargebacks and proof and the ability to show that. So if they submit that, we'll most likely put them into graduated underwriting if we're okay with everything else on the business, right? Say we look at the website, we verify the business location, we do all the underwriting steps that are required. And it's just those parameters that we might not feel completely comfortable with on what was requested on the application. They'll go into graduated underwriting and they'll be approved at a lower volume and lower ticket size. This is going back to what I was saying where we need to pay attention a little bit. If we see accounts are approved at this graduated underwriting, you're gonna be able to see the parameters that they were approved with and see if underwriting needs anything else in order to consider increasing those parameters to what they requested. Usually it's gonna be three months of bank statements, three months of processing statements. If you're ever not sure of the type of business, say it's a new business, 
or they happen to be asking for a really high volume or a high ticket size, get some supporting documents up front if you can. Get ahead of it. And I think I can speak for all of us as salespeople. We want to avoid the inevitable going back to the merchant, right? Usually if it's approved with graduated underwriting, it's because we didn't get any supporting documents to be able to verify any of this information. So they were approved with a parameter that we were comfortable with. So if you can get some of this up front, just based on your experience and talking with your relationship managers on what most likely underwriting will ask for, go ahead and get it up front if you can. Otherwise, it's gonna be approved at a lower parameter for what we feel comfortable with, and we're gonna have to get some supporting documents in to do that. The good news is the accounts go through, right? Accounts approved because we're comfortable with everything else. Bank information's been verified, address, everything's verified on the account. Equipment is moving forward and shipping if it's been requested. The merchant's ready to start processing. We just need to make sure we get supporting documents to get those parameters where they need them to be. So graduated underwriting is a really cool concept. Just requires us to pay attention a little bit more. But the good news is you're going to see faster approvals because of it. And if you can get those supporting documents in either during the application process or after, it's going to help you make sure we get the parameters where they need them. So pay attention to graduated underwriting. Ask your relationship managers. Ask us. We can always help you to determine what underwriting may ask for and kind of guide you as you're getting familiar with this process. Danny, is there any uh, rookie mistake or one of, you know, one mistake that some of our partners make when interacting with a merchant that is going through this process and has to provide some supporting documents that you may be able to help and prevent in the future? Yeah, and I think it's all about setting the right expectations, right? These are business people. These are business owners that we're working with. It's okay to set realistic expectations with them so they know exactly what to look forward to. And they also understand the reason why we were asking for that. We often have quite a few requests where merchants might not feel comfortable passing that information on to the sales partner. And I think that that's something you can encourage so the merchant even feels more secure that they can send them into our underwriting team directly, into our partner relations team directly, more or less bypass you just to have that extra feeling of security that their personal information isn't gonna be passed on to anybody. Um, so try to set those expectations if you can. And if you feel that a merchant might be a little discouraged about that, encourage them to send them in directly to our team just so we can do a review and they're not gonna be subject to any outsiders looking at their information. That, Danny, that's a great explanation. I'm leaving this one in. That's a great explanation of um, of underwriting and making sure that our partners understand this in the best way and how it's there to help them, protect them, and protect their merchants. It's a great thing. If you want to learn more about this, if you have questions, you can always reach out to your relationship manager, reach out to partners at payprotect.com, and they will help you understand what that means to have graduated and understand what this means when you get into this underwriting situations. Thanks so much for watching Five with Danny. You can go to fivewithdanny.com and see all these past episodes. We have over 10 episodes, and we're just continue clicking them through. We got lots more to cover. If you have some topic suggestions, email them to me at info at fivewithdanny.com. See you next time.